podcast is to provide a space for queer youth to feel welcome and inform our communities about local issues and topics. We want to uplift the voices of queer youth to authentically discuss, process, and heal from our personal experiences, social injustices, and more. Fun! We're back. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe consistently this time. Who knows? But we want to talk about that percentage of LGBTQ youth and adults, well, adults, has doubled in the past decade in the United States. Uh, Gallup poll finds that 7.1% of U.S. adults consider themselves to be LGBTQ. And so it's kind of a contrast to uh, Gen Z, where about 21% of us uh, between 1997 and 2003 identifies LGBTQ. So that's a lot, y'all. It's insane how, like, it's just increased over time. Yeah, definitely. I think that's... <laughs> or taking over your... Taking over. Taking over your youth. <laughs> yeah, but I think awareness is, like, so... I'm so glad for that. Because mm-hmm. we are able to be, like, you know, I guess, out and just be ourselves. Yeah. Especially compared to, like, in 1988, according to the General Social Survey, only 11.6% of respondents said they thought same-sex couples should have the right to marry. But by 2018, the number of Americans who said same-sex couples should have the right to marry was 68%. So it's just only going up. It's going up. And so the visibility of gay people has shifted so much, right? And then, gosh, it's wild. Wild. And, like, how did this happen, right? Uh, Because gay people are pretty much embedded within most families in our communities. And so a person who was really involved in the movement, uh, Kevin Wolfson, said that love is universal and everyone can understand that. If we could claim the language of marriage, we would be claiming an engine of transformation, a vocabulary of shared values, love, commitment, family, inclusion, dignity, respect, that would help non-gay people better understand who gay people really are and allow us to share equally, not only in marriage, but in everything. And so this strategy really worked by targeting, you know, same-sex marriage. Yeah. Yeah. There's more, like, on NPR's hidden brain, like, the, the, the radically normal how gay rights activists change the minds of their opponents, on MTR, like, it really highlights this. Yes. I think we really need to talk about how allyship, allyship is really important, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how people of the masses, when it's from a diverse group of people and backgrounds, when we are being allies, it is not ourselves. If you don't belong to that community to identify yourself as an ally. It is a, be, be the marginalized community to call you the ally, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I'm okay. there, but not all the way following. Sure. 
Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, but I think this also connects to queer safety. Exactly. And there are a lack of policies and practices that affirm and support LGBT youth and a failure to implement these policies just leads to LGBT students nationwide continuing to face bullying, exclusion, discrimination, and putting them at physical and psychological risk and limiting their education, which, you know, you want to connect it to that too. Yeah. Uh, currently, there are states that have plenty of states that have laws restricting teachers and staff from talking about queer issues at school. Uh, among them, Alabama, Arizona, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, and Utah. And hopefully not more. But those hopefully. are the, <laughs> currently the, u- the usual suspects, but, you know, somewhat yeah. thrilling. Um, areas of concern, including bullying, harassment, exclusion from school, current from school, current curricular and resources restrict the restriction of LGBTQ students, uh, student groups, and other forms of discrimination and bigger bigotry against students and all and staff based on sexuality orientation and gender identification. Um, of others, there are more than there are more, but here's a great starting point for policymakers and administrations to create uh, situation, solutions, lucky, luckily. There are there are only 20 states, going back to what you were saying, P, there's only 20 states that have laws prohibiting bullying of students on the basis of sexuality, orientation, and gender identification, including Minnesota. And like, I didn't know we had laws like that. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, we don't ever talk about it, like the policies, because I feel like, we are expected to be equal, right? Yeah, especially in like more uh, northern states like Minnesota, it just doesn't seem like it would be as big of an issue as it actually is. But it's an issue, and we don't really know that there there are issues. Yeah, and it seems like we feel like we, are, at least to me, I feel powerless at times when yeah. you do see something happening. For sure. And yeah, you know, admin and teachers, it seems mm-hmm. like they aren't doing anything. And that's why many LGBT youth have organized like Gay Straight Alliances, also GSAs, which can serve as important resources to students as were spaces to counteract bullying and institutional silence about issues of importance to them. Our school, Roseville, actually has one. And we can you guys can join during Raider time on Tuesdays or after school if you'd like to do anything with that. Wait, does GSA stand for Gay Straight Alliance? I thought it was Gender Sexuality Alliance. Uh, we usually refer to it as Gender Sexuality Alliance, but... Yeah. Like, nationally, it's known as Gay Straight Alliance. Yeah. Well, we need to take some of the teachers to this program because last week I called, I got called the F-slur mm-hmm. right in front of Mr. And he didn't do nothing about it right then and there. But then I walked away and talked to another teacher about it. Although he was right there and he heard them call me the F-slur. Mm-hmm. Instead of him, like, saying something right then and there when I was there, uh, I went and talked to another teacher. She talked to him and the students. And she's like, and he, he's like, I just want you to know, I didn't, I didn't let them call you that. I said something about it afterwards. But it's like, that isn't really doing anything. It's reactive, like yeah, not proactive. Right. It's like exactly. You wait. You wait. You waited for the situation to die down and say something instead of taking care of it right then and there. And then when I started saying stuff back to the kids, he got mad at me for talking back. It's like you're getting mad at me for saying stuff back to the people who called me a slur, and mm-hmm. you're supposed to be an admin. You're supposed to be administrator. You're supposed to be the person who protects the kids, no matter if it's. Verbally, physically, mentally, you're supposed to help protect these kids. And if you see someone trying to harass a kid, you're supposed to stick up for them right then and there, not wait for the situation to be handled, like die down or something. That's like that really, like that really irritated me. 
Yeah. Yeah, it should. Yeah. I mean, like, no support from administration can cause a lot of, like, younger LGBT youth to end up killing themselves. Yeah. Like, just having no support system at all. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> on that fun topic. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. If you can't tell I'm putting up a heart. Well, I know the I know the listeners can't tell, but I'm putting up a heart. <laughs> They're going right back. I'm talking about like um the lack of policies and everything. There's the Florida law. The don't say gay bill. I'm, I know right. a lot of people probably have heard of it. Oh, yeah. It's getting a lot of coverage. And uh, for a good reason, because it's awful. Ron DeSantis, a uh, local Florida house rat, is at it again. With the parental protections or parental rights and education bill. Right. On why you... And basically, the gist of it is you cannot teach anything about queerness in schools because students should be learning real things, like why America has done nothing wrong in its history. Uh, And um, you can't, teachers and parents are, teachers are required to out children to their parents because they're mandated reporters. And so it essentially like implies that parents of queer youth are abusive. Wow, which connects to, I guess, the Texas bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, in reality, the goal here is to, I guess, promote safety of families and our youth. But in reality, what it does is it just kind of leads to, um, will lead to an increased risk in, you know, queer suicides. It's putting their safety at risk from their parents and domestic abuse there. And it's really a counteractive solution. Right. Yeah. Wasn't, it's was, just a step backward. Wasn't there a thing just passed, like, um, if you are, like, a parent in Texas, if you're a parent of, like, a transgender child, you uh, get sent to, like, jail or something like that? Wasn't that something that just, like, passed? Yep, it just yeah. happened, yeah. Yeah, I heard it on the radio, like, two days ago, yesterday. Did it, pa- did it pass the House I don't, and the Senate? I don't know. I don't think it did. I just heard. I just heard about it. And it's like, I actually check right now. And it's like just be, just like, be careful. There's like the radio station was like telling parents like in Texas it's like if you have a trans child like move because because right. you're going you're going to the pen bucko. Right. And now I know in Florida the law the don't say gay bill it passed from the House but it hasn't passed from the Senate yet. We just gotta wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but honestly, not very. I'm expecting that it will pass. Unfortunately. Yeah. Just with the sheer amount of people who support this bill in Florida. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, and then there's another bill in Ohio uh, called the Save Adolescents from Experimentation. Oh, such a creative name. It's giving you sat down and you thought about this for years. <laughs> Next YouTube channel? And so this bill would prevent gender-affirming care, no hormone blockers, you're forced to tell parents what the child says, no insurance, and a lot more. And uh, it's really... It's so frustrating. frustrating. (laughs) My gosh. I promise everyone, this will do wonders to help our youth. 
Alright. <laughs> this can only lead to good things. I mean, yeah, yeah it's called the safe act. <laughs> it's called the safe act. <laughs> Nothing bad can happen. Like, bruv, what are you thinking? Like... Yeah. <laughs> and then, recently, there is a new Minnesota bill that I just found out last night. Um, House file 38 of 43. And so this bill would ban transgender people from restrooms that match their gender. So all locker rooms, changing rooms, facilities would be for, quote, uh, for male and females as they are biologically defined. In Minnesota? In Minnesota. Whoa, did you did you know like the gender neutral bathrooms that we had installed in Ewing were locked for majority of first try? And then teachers will literally like open the door when students are in there actually using the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Even if the student wasn't even like skipping or anything, it's actually using the bathroom. Teachers would open the door and like pull them out of like you're you can't be in here. Mm-hmm. And that's just like and like we have gender neutral bathrooms for reasons that like yeah. students don't get bullied and like trans students don't get bullied right. in their uh in their, in their appropriate bathroom. Right. But then but then we give them a more comfortable bathroom and then they're taking away the access to comfortable bath- bathrooms by locking. The doors mm-hmm. and now and now they can't use like the proper locker rooms or bathrooms now because of laws like yeah yeah that's I really mean, awesome it is just a bill so far so it hasn't passed yet which is good let's hope not it passes yeah because i remember before uh the the bill that was trying to ban uh trans women from sports that mm-hmm. didn't pass here so i would hope this doesn't pass too right but we can really never know because it's Minnesota, and honestly, things flip flop here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And this kind of like connects to those, I guess, terms assigned male at birth, assigned female at birth, and how they're kind of not very helpful terms. Yeah, I'd argue. Like, it's really what I think, or the way I see it, is more of just a different way to a more, I guess, correct way to bring about those mm-hmm. sex discriminations. And like, oh no, we're not transphobic. These are just assigned male at birth bathrooms, <laughs> and these are assigned female at birth bathrooms. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's in my head, they're just terms that are, I guess, more used for harm than good. Yeah. Don't you have a speech piece about like gendering objects? I do actually. Yes. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. Yeah, and that's. I guess, like bathrooms, you can gender bathrooms, right? This is a boy's bathroom, this is a girl bathroom. And in the end, it doesn't, like, help, right? In gendering objects from clothing to jobs to toys kids grow up with, it just adds up, and bathrooms is not, like, you know, a small part of it as well. And it all is just adds to for the discrimination of queer people, of mm-hmm. even cisgendered people are harmed by it, and it's, you know. Right. Yeah. Reinforcing the gender binary... So, exactly. Meaning just like there's only men and women and damn. And damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Good, happy stuff all around. Yeah. <laughs> no. Shows that we I all mean, love each other. Support the community. <laughs> to the people. <laughs> I feel like none of these bills help anyone in any situation. Like, obviously, it impacts trans people a lot more, but also, it just negatively impacts everyone yeah and like the don't say gay bill it's like gay people exist and right. i feel like not even acknowledging that really doesn't do anyone any good yeah right? it'll make you regardless of it's... whether you're a homophobe or not right yeah. like it's 
you imagine growing up, you get to 18, you get to college, and then you, like, meet the first gay person ever? Or you, like, the first time you ever just blindsided imagine. by that? Just I imagine that. It's like, so, are you into girls? That sounds like an SNL skit. Like, no, are you into girls? No, bro. I'm, I'm into guys. So, you're into girls who dress like guys? <laughs> no, bro. No, bro. <laughs> I'm into just guys. It's an awkward guys. conversation. But, yeah, it doesn't... I don't imagine it would really help anyone besides, yeah. I guess, you know, transphobic parents. And then you gotta teach them what the word sort gay of. means, like, and then they're like, what's gay, and you have to describe gay to them, that was so that? awkward. You mean the word from the Christmas song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, so what's gay? It's like, when you like the same sex, I you thought know? gay meant happiness. I thought, 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 gay apparel, like, you know, like, the <laughs> rainbow gay, I thought it was, like, happy, I didn't know, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this is a good place to end it. Thank you for... <laughs> yeah, end it on gay. End it on gay it means happiness. Best place to end it. Thank you for listening. We have social media. We have an Instagram, which is Alphabet we Soup. We do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and our email is lgbtqiasoup at gmail.com. You can email us for any advice or anything or anything you want us to discuss on the podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Bye.